This is a Federal News Network podcast. 20 years after the Department of the Navy started to consolidate its IT networks into the Navy Marine Corps Internet, you'd think the sea services would have basically eliminated all of their network stovepipes by now. But you'd be wrong. The Navy is still dealing with 140 different legacy networks that have not been swept into NMCI. And as Federal News Network's Jared Serbu reports, it's hoping to use the latest NGEN contract to bring some order to those stragglers. The Navy calls them legacy and accepted networks. And even though each one represents a relatively small user base on its own, they are basically ungoverned territory. And their continued existence makes it harder for the Navy to move toward a future with universally accepted standards and where consuming commercial cloud services is second nature. Captain Ben McNeil is the program manager for Naval Enterprise Networks. It's become really unaffordable, uh, a large security burden, and obviously there's a need for all of those networks to transform to some degree in order to be able to consume and deliver cloud services. So it just seems like the the next logical step that is achieving this concept of domain singularity. We've been successful in the past in terms of uh, absorbing legacy and accepted networks into NMCI. So we really want to take a leap as we move forward and really try to achieve this vision of domain singularity because in my mind, you know, much like we did on the afloat networks, the Keynes program, we were successful in doing this on board the ships. Same concept here, but it really it's the challenge of scale as we try to do that you know, in a much broader sense across the Navy shore enterprise. The Navy hopes to use the latest recompetition of its next-generation enterprise network contract, known as NGEN-R, to achieve that domain singularity vision. The $7.7 billion award to Lidos is still being held up by two separate bid protests. But once those matters are resolved, the Navy wants to use the contract to help absorb its remaining one-off networks into a more manageable structure. McNeil says the ultimate goal would be to physically integrate those stragglers into NMCI, much as it already plans to do with OneNet, the Navy's overseas network. But that sort of thing takes a lot of time and money. So in the meantime, a single logical network that follows one set of standards may have to suffice. I think the overall goal is, is seamless networks, right? Mm-hmm. Man, it, it is a, uh, a cumbersome and a expensive task to be actual, the physical uh, connection of all of those networks. We'll do that where we can. That is the preferred mechanism, but where we can't, you know, where we where we can't roll in and converge to a single solution set, uh, we want to make sure that the logical connection allows us to have seamless data flow between those networks. And so some concepts and uh, solution sets within the zero trust architecture allows us to be able to have that seamless flow between those networks and really expand their footprint such that, you know, it's, it's more logical than it is physical connection. And we, through policy and how we architect those, we allow for those trusts that don't exist today. Integrating the Navy's IT systems into NMCI is helpful for interoperability, but it's less than ideal if NMCI itself is buried in technical debt. And Navy officials freely acknowledge that's the case. Aaron Weiss, the Navy Department's new chief information officer, estimates NMCI is running about 15 years behind industry standards. Our networks are our Achilles heel. They are complex, they are difficult to defend, very difficult to maneuver. They do a poor job at transmitting that information to the point of use. They need help. And so our networks aren't where they need to be. And I would say as an industry CIO, Probably the biggest surprise that I saw in coming over from the industry side over to government was the currency of our technology. 
we are kind of across the board, I would say, about 15 years behind where industry is at. And I think that's something that we need to change. McNeil attributes much of the current problem to outdated requirements documents. If the network the Navy is using today looks like something from 2001, that's because that's when NMCI was architected. It's largely designed to connect individual bases with one another and not to connect the Navy with the commercial cloud computing services it now wants to use. The Navy has tried to address that problem, too, via NGENR. We have a journey that we've kind of framed that takes us from cloud intolerant from being not able to consume cloud services at all, but really a journey as we walk through cloud tolerant, cloud ready, and ultimately cloud native. We're really just in the cloud tolerant stages right now as we've done things like Office 365, uh, some major modifications we had to make to the network to be able to consume those cloud-based productivity services. Navy ERP was big. Navy ERP was was another one of those uh, that was a big initiative for us last year and a a number of uh, network modifications um, that we've had. And right now it is such that every time an application has to move to the cloud because the network is not constructed to be able to allow that natively, Right. There are a number of modifications that need to be made. And really, ultimately, when we're in a cloud native state and those applications are complementing that journey, that'll be a much more seamless. You would expect, you know, kind of like what you have at home, whereby, hey, you download a new app. Right. And that app can can be consumed without issue. And, and that we're not there now. And that's the journey and the, and the challenge of where we need to be. The COVID-19 situation spotlighted that problem and potential solutions to it in spectacular fashion. Faced with a crush of teleworkers that was exponentially larger than any of the military departments or agencies had ever anticipated, the Defense Department quickly put funding toward projects like bandwidth expansion. In Norfolk, Virginia, for example, the total Internet bandwidth available to Navy users in the largest fleet concentration center in the world was just 2 gigabits per second before the pandemic hit. Projects to expand that capacity had been delayed for the past two years. But armed with new funding as part of the CARES Act, the Defense Information Systems Agency managed to widen that pipeline to 44 gigabits per second almost overnight. Likewise, DOD quickly stood up a new service called Commercial Virtual Remote, based on Microsoft's Teams platform, to let employees collaborate and communicate from home. That service has its limitations. It's only authorized up to impact level 2, so it can only be used for the lowest levels of unclassified data. Even with those limitations, McNeil says it's been something of a game changer. It is the closest thing that I can liken to, you know, domain singularity, whereby we have all of the DOD that can consume and provide, you know, these Microsoft team capabilities to the entirety of the DOD, and we can all collaborate. We're all in it. And when I talk about domain singularity, that is what we're trying to bring forth for other services in the same manner as DOD was able to bring forth for productivity services. But when the Navy first implemented CVR, it was careful to warn its users not to get too used to it. Officials warned that any data stored on that platform would be deleted and the entire thing would be shut down once the pandemic was over. That's partly because it's a trivial matter for Navy users to connect to commercial cloud services when they're at home. After all, they're directly connected to the public Internet from there. But once they return to their desk computers, NMCI's narrow pathways to the cloud simply won't be able to support all of those connections to a service like CVR, at least not in the near term. All of our buildings across our base camps, posts and stations across the entirety of the Navy are bridged together via that internal routing and switching fabric. So our challenge is how do we upgrade, you know, the boundaries 
and work our way inwards towards upgrades that allow for that same type of user experience that you have external to the network, that we have that same experience inside the network as well. So those upgrades are underway. But I will tell you that the Navy can't afford to upgrade infrastructure across every building at 2,500 sites. So that's where we look for some of those transformational technologies. I'll use 5G as an example, as a mitigator of some of the cost and level of effort required to do a wholesale infrastructure upgrade. You know, that's just simply unaffordable to do so. And we want to be able to leverage technologies to be able to not only beat the cost, but beat schedule as well on some of those traditional legacy type uh, upgrades. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Check out Jared's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature. <laughs> 